Welcome to Fresh Set of Downs, PAFootballNews.com's weekly look at high school football from around the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. From Philly, across to the Berg, Mansfield down to York, and all areas in between. Whether you're a Bulldog, a Mustang, a Crusader, or a Millionaire, hosts Bruce Badgley and Daryl Daniel got you covered. There's just one question. Are you ready? And we're back. Fresh set of downs. Uh, not really sure what week. I know this is the fourth game, whether this is week three, week four, what have you. Uh, Bruce Badgley, Daryl Daniel, um, our good friend, Coach Joe Mays, getting us going here tonight. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, does take a little bit to get going here. I did send a little tweet out about uh, the neat rat's nest that's on top of the uh, table here, which is our wiring right. for all of our items here. But we appreciate you guys uh, hanging with us. Daryl, how you been this week? Uh, it's been a great week. Great week. Uh, great week with football. Uh, as we'll talk about here in a little bit, this past weekend was a great weekend. A lot of exciting games, uh, a lot of picks that we had that we were on point with and some we missed with, but uh, interesting to see what happens as we move forward. Yeah, that's the thing is, is uh, you know, it's so obviously so much week to week here. Um, you think you know, but then you don't know. I think that was Jim Mora that said that, <laughs> you know, a yeah. few years ago. But, uh, uh, you know, coming up this week, I think uh, not only uh, ourselves with some big games, but you've got some uh, items too. I know you talked last time about uh, – your involvement in uh, the AAF Combine and, you know, getting these players drafted, that's uh, the AAF is the Alliance of American Football. It starts really the first Monday after the Super Bowl this year, correct? Right, 2019. So uh, these guys got to get ready to go. They've been really training hard. Adam Dolphin, uh, Derek, uh, and Deontay Cherry. So we've all been, you know, getting ready and prepared for the, uh, this week. Uh, I guess training camp will be starting, I guess, in December. So uh, got some warm weather state they're going to be playing, which is good, you know. So, um, but that's going to be coming. Up, it's going to be around the corner. So these guys got to get ready to go. Yeah, they're uh, they're getting their season ready. Uh, obviously, while the uh, NFL is is going on, but um, talk a little bit about you know your involvement in, in getting some of these players ready. I know you've got a couple guys, and um, you know some of the things that you do in your academy. Not only obviously with these professionals, but then colleges. And, and high school players, too, and not just football players. You're doing all sports. All sports and, and also doing personal training. But some of the things, for example, for the, the combine training, we, we do a lot of specific things. So I don't spend a lot of time wasting time just um, doing unnecessary drills. So we do a lot of things that uh, work on specific things like starts, uh, explosive movements, if we're doing any type of broad jump, any type of change of direction. So we're doing things specifically designed to have those guys prepared to do those movements. Um, and as far as the coaches go, from like you know, from people from Coach Franklin, you know, down to Coach Kelly at Widener. So I've I've been very fortunate to talk to you know coach coaches from Kutztown, East Stroudsburg, and, and the reason that is is you know a lot of times when you're training these guys um, in certain situations, certain high schools, uh, they may not have the avenue or or the help to get to that next level. So again, I'm not trying to take the places of the coaches. The coaches do a great job. Um, but I, I just got kind of give them that little the edge or, or a little bit more help to help them get to that next level. Uh, sometimes helping them guide them towards what camps they should and should not go to. So a lot of times you go into some camps and you know the thing is, you know especially going into your junior senior year where, where we call that your money time, uh, you can't 
waste time. You can't waste time going to camps that aren't going to help you um, get better and progress and be and be better and move forward. So those are the things we, we, we do at the academy. Uh, a lot of attention to detail and focus and uh, specific things. Like when, uh, a lot of times when I talk to the coaches, first thing I tell them, you know, I'm not trying to change anything you guys do. So whatever you guys do, we're going to work to be better at those things. So And that's what's really helped. You know, with a lot of the teams I've been working with, I let the coaches first thing I tell them, I'm not here to change anything. I'm just here to help your guys be better, uh, be better young men. Uh, one of the big things I, I do, too, is the mentoring aspect because uh, a lot of things, and a lot of my guys will tell you, uh, there's a lot more to just playing football. You know, mentally, um, you know, little things like you never know. A young man I was talking to from McDonough last week, um, Devon Ellis, who's going to be a great player. Yeah. A lot of things we talked about were... Big guy. Yeah, really big guy. Real physical guy. Played well. Uh, some of the things we talked about were, you know, you got to control your emotions because you never know who's in the stands watching you. Right. So those are some of the things that we talk about. Um, like I said earlier, very specific when I'm training. Uh, I don't like to waste time. Everything's attention to detail. Um, Flexibility is important. Recovery is important. So uh, I leave no stones unturned when it comes to training. Yeah, I, it's very impressive, uh, you know, for the layperson here who doesn't get a chance to see Daryl up close. Uh, to see him work the sidelines of a game, <laughs> players, coaches, practices, uh, you know, it, it, you know it, it's a sight to behold because the guy is constantly – you know, reminding these players, uh, you know, it seems like you're, you're trying to key them on, don't forget this, or that was yeah, good, or yeah. just little thought processes in there. I, I find it quite impressive watching you during a game and watching hmm. you during those practices. And quite honestly, you know, the coaches don't feel intimidated. They oh, feel, no, no, no. they they all feel that you're, you know, obviously on the same team. Right, and, and I call my, myself the little things guy, you know. Right. Um, uh, the, the utility belt. So we're in the game situations, whether I'm at Burst whether I'm at Mayheim Central, whether I'm at Wilson, whether I'm at Governor Mifflin, where, where, wherever I'm at, Mayheim Township, I could be anywhere. Um, you know, first thing I let the coaches know, I, you know, I, I try to play my position. I stay out of the way. Uh, if they allow me to say things or do certain things, then I will. But my biggest thing is I want these coaches to know, like, I, I'm not coming here. I have no ego. Um, I'm over myself. Uh, I just come in, and I want to be a part of programs and help young men develop and get better, and, and that's what my main focus is. It's not mm -hmm. about me. It's not about getting attention, not trying to take over. That is not my role, and, and, and that's not my job. So my thing is just to what can I add on and doing things the right way. That's the mm -hmm. biggest thing, doing things the right way. Yeah, and you've got people all over the country asking for it. I know yeah. you were down in Florida and, <laughs> yeah, and what have you. So, um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, keep uh, – keep abreast of you know what you're doing there and then uh, our buddy coach uh Mays there he's had some uh like along with a lot of people there he's had some flooding issues here over the last yeah uh you know a few weeks there how's it coming along over there joe i know that uh, people are looking for uh you know an update on the bulldog hour and when you're going to be back up yeah well hopefully we'll be back uh, in the next month i don't know we'll see what happens but because uh bulldog hour is on hiatus due to uh the flooding issues I'm able to have all my equipment here for this show, so you know, kind of, kind of worked out in uh, in retrospect. So, um, you know, keep paying attention to the Facebook and Twitter pages, and I'll post when we're back as soon as possible. But I still got all the Wilson football coverage on the Wilson Bulldog site, so uh, definitely uh, follow those pages for updates on Wilson and the LLE. Now we're looking forward to uh, having you involved in the broadcast uh, Friday night. We're uh uh, at a big game here in District 3, really statewide when you consider Mannheim Central being 
and you'll see uh, upcoming that one of the top-ranked teams in 5A hosting uh, Wilson, a 6A team. Uh, Joe probably knows better than me. Uh, when was the last time these two got together? Because I, I haven't seen anything on that. Yeah, it was 2011. It was uh, back in 2011, and um, Wilson was able to win. That game was delayed due to rain and flooding uh, from, <laughs> from Friday to Monday. Wow. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's happened before. I guess, you know, there's always a chance it could happen again. I haven't heard anything right now. You know, obviously it's a couple days away. But uh, Wilson has played Bantam Central nine times and holds a 6-3 to three advantage, uh, winning three of the last four. Uh, they met four years in a row, uh, 2008, 2009, 2010, and 2011, and the only loss was down in Mannheim in 2009. Uh, Wilson kicker Shane Whitmire missed a field goal near the end of the game uh, that allowed the Barons to, to, to win the game, but all of the games have been very close, hotly contested, and I think some of us will remember back into the late 90s when I was growing up watching the Bulldogs play, those meetings when Wilson dropped to Section 2 in the LLD were, uh, were quite interesting games. The, yeah. first, the first game in 1998, uh, Wilson felt like they got gypped. There was a terrible call on a Jeff Smoker fumble, which was ruled at either incomplete or um, I'm, I, think they, I think they just ruled it incomplete. And he said in the uh, article, Smoker said that it was a fumble. But you know you got to play by what the refs, how the refs call it, and Manheim Central ended up scoring uh, most of their points in the final few minutes of that game to win over Wilson. And then next year, <laughs> Wilson went crazy. out to a huge, huge lead against the Barons at Wilson. Pete Gilmore had an, an astronomical. Listen to these game. names; he's just dropping. And, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Wilson held on. Uh, Manheim Central came storming back in the final few minutes in the fourth quarter. Uh, multiple onside kicks, multiple drives, but. In the end, Wilson kept going to Pete Gilmore, and Pete delivered in a huge way. He was close to, if not over, 300 yards rushing. Wow. So. Well, it's a very um, uh, got a lot of tradition in the matchup. Yeah. We're thankful to have the opportunity to bring it to you, and uh, you know we're going to work on getting Joe involved in the coverage um, on some sideline or halftime reports as well. So uh, that's going to be our uh, Friday night live. Uh, Mannheim Central and Wilson uh, this Friday night. So uh, just to review some of the games around the state, there were some really interesting matchups uh, last week. The one that really uh, comes to mind is uh, in the WPIAL, uh, North Allegheny really uh, asserting themselves with a, a pretty uh, dominating win over Pittsburgh Central Catholic, 27-3. to um, Boy, they look like the team to beat out there, Daryl, that's for sure. Yeah, I... It, I was a little bit surprised about that score, but they they were ready to get. I'm sure every team that that plays Pittsburgh Central Catholic is going to be ready to go. But they 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 look like they're firing on all cylinders. Yeah, clearly um, uh, a very surprising score to me, or maybe just a surprising situation is is up in uh, Erie with Cathedral Prep, uh, St. Edwards of Ohio, really dominating them and uh, defeating them pretty soundly, 35 to three. Yeah, uh, that, that was another tough one. So it'd be interesting to see what happens when they start getting into PA play and um, league play to see uh, where they are. Maybe yeah. that, you know, obviously that team may be just that good. Yeah, uh, Berwick, uh, boy, talk about a uh, you know, rising up of a traditional program back to uh, elite status here. Uh, they defeated uh, Williamsport 41 to 17. I think people expected that to be a lot closer game than that. Right, and uh, Williamsport is that a 6A? Yes. That's what I'm saying, 4A, 6A again. So 
Um, I, like we said earlier uh, last week, you know, 4A looks tough. It looks really, really, really tough and very competitive. So, you know, they're not afraid to go up and play some of those bigger schools. Wow, big one out of District 11. Bethlehem Freedom, uh, you know, beats uh, Parkland. Actually, I think that score was 21 to 20. Right. And uh, <laughs> 21 to 20 was the final on that one. Um, big game. Right. Freedom last year, um, uh, they, they, they had a great season going last year. Um, I, I thought with some of the guys and some of the seniors they lost last year, I thought they might have be, take a dip this year. But I was surprised. But Parkland, you know, Parkland's a very physical team. Yeah. They run the ball well. I got to see those guys against Wilson. Uh, they look they look very good. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I saw that score, I was like, wow, wow, wow. So, I mean, that division, that, that conference out there is very tough. A lot of players uh, over the years have gone to the NFL and played big-time Division One football coming out of that conference out there. Coatesville kept on rolling. Uh, a little bit of payback <clears throat> over Cumberland Valley. Uh, pretty uh, pretty good result for them, 35-19. to 19. Right. And, uh, you know, Ricky's doing, <laughs> doing a great job out there. Yes. And, and, and when you could be a dual threat, where you can make all the throws, whether he's dropped back, whether he's on the run, he's on the move. And then he got weapons all Aaron Young, got Dupree Bryant, uh, um, Dimir. I, I mean, he just – and then on defense, the thing is, like, a lot of times everybody gets caught up in offense, but that defense is very, very, very good. So, uh, Cumberland Valley, a lot of those scores they got late. But, you know, but Cumberland Valley, they're, they're never going to, you know, stop fighting until the game is – so zero's on the clock. Yeah, I mean, uh, Cumberland Valley had their number for a couple years. Yeah, so, Coatesville uh, – just like they wanted Harrisburg. I think they wanted this game really desperately, yeah. clearly. Uh, some of the District 3 games, uh, Mannheim Township, um, boy, they're coming back in a big way. They sure look like they've reloaded. Uh, they beat a really good Central Dolphin team 22-12. to 12. Right, and we talked about last week, offensive decent line. I think Kerry even talked about that. Um, Mannheim Township's offensive line is solid. The defensive line is solid. So, again, I mean, Coach Evan, they're well coached over there. And Harry Kirk, I mean, that's a name you're going to start mm-hmm. hearing a lot. Yeah. Uh, the Twins did a great job out there. So, um, But they're just tough. Uh, Central Dolphin, we knew coming into the game what they were going to do. They were who we thought they were, Denny <laughs> Green. <laughs> they were who we thought they were. And But Central was, was able to withstand all that, and, yeah. and they, they did what they did. So. Yeah, impressive, very impressive. Uh, Mannheim Central. Uh, they were down 14 to nothing yeah. to Warwick and came back. Now they were playing at home. Right. Uh, I just uh, just a great battle. These schools uh, adjoin one another, yeah. and uh, you know I picked Warwick, you picked uh, Mannheim Central, and uh, you know 27 to 20 was the final. Right during the the game last week, I was at. Uh, I kept getting text messages from people <laughs> at the Mannheim Central game. You know, give me a heads up. And at one point, I was at 14. I was like, Yeah, oh, no. So, yeah. but uh, I talked to. Um, Evan Simon Saturday, uh, asking me though, he said, "Man, they were tough. They were tough, but we just, we just kept fighting and kept fighting. Was able to make some plays and pull it off. But you know, that says a lot, you know, uh, for Ward. But like we talked about week to week, so you know, is Ward going to be able to build off of this? You know, obviously, you don't want to lose, but after a loss, you can say, well, we learned a lot in this loss. So let's get better. We are a good team, and if." There's a good chance they could play again with Wilson being uh, Ward being a 5A now. Right, exactly. So, uh, but uh, and also Bishop McDevitt. Uh, this was a big one. This was a 4A team versus a 3A. 
Um, but their uh, conference opponents, uh, not actually, they're not. They're in different sections yeah, different of the, yeah. mm-hmm. at Midpen. But Bishop McDevitt uh, handily defeated Middletown. A lot of people thought this was going to be a lot closer than what it turned out. Mm-hmm. But Chase Steele had one heck of a passing game. Right. I think he ended up with like almost 500 total offense. Um, so he he's looking sharp. I mean, he's sharp. Um, again, I hate to keep saying it, but I, I seen that guy work out all summer. Um, I spent time talking with him. Uh, he, he's a great leader. Uh, he, play, he plays well. I think he had four or five pass touchdowns again. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're firing all cylinders. They, uh, a lot of the positions that they lost last year, they refilled. So uh, they're... They look tough. They look really tough. They look really tough. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we're going to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Kerry Moyer here. Kerry and I uh, did the uh, Brooks Catholic McDonough game. Uh, um, Daryl was at the game, too. <laughs> he was running up and down those sidelines, uh, uh, talking to both teams there. Uh, really a tremendous game. Um, all the scoring happening in the fourth quarter, yeah. uh, back and forth, uh, you you name it. But, uh, you know, for us, I think the three of us, we, we were really entertained, not only by the, uh, the, the teams themselves and the action, but uh, just the overall play of the first three quarters of, of the teams there. I know that Kerry had a lot of focus on the offensive-defensive lines. Yeah, no, absolutely, Bruce. And, uh you know, it's just uh, another great Friday night live for us. And uh, the games we've been at together, I don't think we've had a bad game yet this season. And, uh, no, it's, you know, going back to the week before with uh, Central Dolphin and Berks Catholic and then going to this game, it's like, okay, we have five quarters that uh, Berks Catholic hasn't scored on the on their new turf yet, and then six, and then get into that second half, and we start to see things uh, break open a little bit. And uh, really, no, going into the last week, you know, my key to that game was after watching film on McDonough's defensive line, they got some, some, some players there in the penetration they were getting the week before uh, going up against the Berks Catholic offensive line. I know they got some new guys in there. You know, Nico Myers, a veteran at center. But uh, tip of the cap to those guys, that Berks Catholic offensive line came up huge and uh, really, I think, was the difference in the game. And you know, again, I know we said a lot on the live broadcast, but when you look at the veteran leadership of uh, quarterback, you know, with Terry Durr, look at the veteran that you have in Smith with the kicking game. And again, I think a big thing this week that we didn't see the week before was, uh, you know, with McFoy uh, really, you know, turning the corner again, some of the positive yards going up the sideline too. Didn't quite have that, you know, big break, that big play, but I uh, was getting those positive yards and that, that offensive line just kept, cranking and um, you know hence the outcome of a nail biter going down to the end yeah it was it was quite a game and uh, you know we just hope that we have the same thing this upcoming week you know with Mannheim Central and Wilson um, have we got uh, Billy on the line yet is he uh, called in he is here he did not call in yet but we can hear him How's it going, guys? Good. Billy Splain, uh, Mr. PFN, uh, with the rankings this week. Um, why don't you go ahead and start there, Billy? Well, we don't have too many changes in single A, just a few. Uh, I mean, Farrell, they're just, Farrell's a machine, and they're unstoppable. You know, uh, Jeanette is the big mover this week. They move up to number three. Uh, they put it pretty good to Amani Christian out west, and, uh, you know, they, they had a good game. So we moved them up to three because we feel confident that Jeanette is the team that they were. We were kind of worried about those uh, 
those guys out there to Jayhawks in the beginning of the year, but, uh, you know, they've really picked it up, and uh, they look good this year. And, uh, you know, so we're going to stick with the uh, defending champions at number three. Uh, down in 2A, uh, there's a new player in 2A, ladies and gentlemen, um, the Freedom Bulldogs out in uh, District 7. Uh, they've got a great linebacker in Cody Ross. He's committed to Slippery Rock University, and uh, they are playing – some of the most solid football in Division II in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, Richland is another team. They've got, I mentioned last week, Dylan Denity. Uh, Richland moves up. You've got Dunmore, Steel Valley at number four. Steel Valley has a very big game this weekend with Shadyside Academy. Uh, so we'll see how good Steel Valley is and if they're for real. Um, Let's move on to 3A, guys. Uh, Aliquippa, boy, what a machine they are out there. They are just looking good. I mean, they are hammering teams with that spread offense that they put in there. Uh, number two is Grand Prep. Uh, we're going to talk about them for a moment because, boy, oh, boy, they've got a matchup this weekend, and our Brian Tashinsky has it covered. Uh, Valley View and Scranton Prep. Wow. That is a huge game between undefeateds in, in District 2. Uh so we're excited about that game and having it covered. Uh, Bald Eagle area, that's a team to keep your eyes on. Bald Eagle is very strong. Jesse Nagel, the head coach, um, he's a descendant of the uh, state college coaching staff in Matlin Tal, and he's got the Eagles moving in the right direction, and they're playing some really good ball. Mm -hmm. yep. So it's going to be fun to watch those, and I'm actually going to get to see them this weekend. Uh, I was going to go to Altoona, but I'd like to stay closer to home, so I'm going to head right over the mountain to the Bald Eagle area and watch them play Phillipsburg. Yeah, um, interesting. And uh, 4A? In 4A, boy, <laughs> we got a new number one, don't we, Bruce? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, Bishop McDevitt uh, just looking really powerful right now. Uh, Daryl and I touched on it just a few moments ago, but, boy, what a star-studded um, classification that is. I'm telling you, uh, McDevitt's, they, they look good. And, you know, as I look at my countdown, uh, today uh, somebody uh, tweeted out a few things, and uh, it reminded me to look at my uh, rankings. And right now when I look at our rankings, I feel like I'm looking at the 1994-95 rankings in Pennsylvania with McDevitt and Bethlehem Catholic oh. and Burlington Valley View and Clearfield and, you know, it just gave us a flashback, you know, to, to, to uh, days gone by with some big crowds and some great games. Uh, of course, you got Berwick there at number two. I got to see the Bulldogs this weekend, and the Bulldogs are back. They are in form. Their defense played lights out. There was a kid named Lawball. He was on the quarterback all night long. And this is a Williamsport team they were playing against with Trace on Potts who is an yeah. athlete. Let me tell you, just because Berwick throttled them, Trayson Potts is well-deserved of that uh, scholarship offer he has, and he's going to Minnesota because every time he touched that ball, there was a chance that he would get away. Wow. He's one of those players, one of those players uh, for sure. And then you got Berks Catholic. You guys, of course, know Berks Catholic very well. Uh, Valley View, Clearfield. Thomas Jefferson, what a train they have going on up there. They are scoring some points and mowing people over. Uh, they handled the Bell Vernon team. Uh, that's a pretty good Bell Vernon team uh, last week. Uh, and the most, the, most, the most interesting thing I say in 4 is we don't have Cathedral put up in there. Yeah, but, you know, when we get to the playoffs. 
Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I mean, it's still a long season, yeah, man, long that's season. for sure. Yeah, uh, Cathedral Prep, you know, I've, I've seen them play. Uh, they've got the two losses. You know, we like to say they lost the powerhouses, but, you know, I looked at it and I thought, man, I don't know. Cathedral Prep just, they didn't look the same in week one, and they're getting throttled. And, you know, those are games last year that a state champion won. So yep. that's how, you know, we take a look at those rankings, Bruce. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I wasn't uh, trying to be critical. I guess the most in- that was the most interesting thing, uh, you know, as we looked at, at the rankings. And, you know, moving on to 5A, my gosh, Gateway, who was, uh, you know, in the state title game last year, uh, just looks like they've reloaded. Boy, they're good. But uh, coming down the pike is uh, Penn Hills, and, and the Indians, are they're also loaded on. You know, they beat a Baldwin team that's on an upswing, and they're playing good football. Penn Hills, uh, Gateway, and, of course, we got Mannheim Central. You guys have Mannheim Central this week. Yeah. Um, that's a game I, I watched the Berwick-Mannheim game from 1994 today. Um, if you guys get a chance, Daryl, <laughs> sit down on YouTube and watch that game. You can just fast forward to one hour and 30 minutes, and you can see the entire game right there because it was just one of the most exciting games I've ever seen. I'm ready. I wish it was Friday right now after watching that. Well, it's, I mean, uh, Friday will be here soon enough, and our 6A looks like uh, Coatesville number one again. Right. There's yeah, no doubt there. The, they look good, don't they? Yeah, they, I mean, they're they're firing on all cylinders, and uh, Ricky Ortega, a lot of times when they have things like, you know, unfinished business because uh, I think they had it, and they know they, uh, they had an opportunity last year, so uh, they got to get back on that train this year, and they're, they're ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about Bethlehem Freedom. Uh, boy, what a game they, yeah. they played this weekend, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they surprised a lot of people, I, I think. Um, I'm sure they, they're not surprised. They, I mean, they're a good football team. They're very well coached. That's a tough division, a uh, tough league out there. Uh, but for them, you know, Parkland historically has been a good team. And, again, those guys, it doesn't take much those guys get, get up to play each other out there. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, they lost Parkland right out of our rankings uh, for this week. Yep. And then, uh, or, you know, they knocked him down to number 10 anyway. But uh, mm-hmm. Mannheim Township, uh, Mike, Mike Evans has it, has the township rolling again. Yeah. You know, they look strong. Yeah, that, that was a big win for them over uh, so over Central Dauphin. And, uh, boy, Downingtown East, I tell you what, I mean, they just seem to be impressive, you know, every single week. Uh you know, and actually, quite honestly, uh, a team that, uh, you know, might move in there uh, pretty close will be a team that Carrie and I saw Downingtown West. They've got some talented guys there. I mean, they're just on the cusp of getting into the, the top ten there, too. But talk a little bit about Pine Richland again, uh, Billy. Pine Richland has a line. That they've got a college football line they, that could you could take their line and put them on a Division two team, and that team would be successful running the ball. They are a good running team this year. Uh, you're not going to see them lighten it up like they did last year with Jakovic, but Pine Richland looks really good. I watched them on tape uh, on Monday, and uh, I liked what I saw with that line. I mean, you know, that loss was to, you know, IMG, so we, we right. can't even count that loss. Right. You know, but uh, 
And that quarter uh, and their head coach out there definitely got to give him props. He was my uh, my quarterback in the Big Thirty Three. So <laughs> so he, he is my man. So Eric, if you're listening, uh, you know, good luck out there and congrats on that state championship last year. He was he was the guy to give me the MVP in the Big Thirty Three. So wow. I love I love that guy. You know, so, and he's yeah. doing very well out there with that program. You know, yeah, he, did he that has first state championship. So I mean, um, definitely can't count him out. He you know going out to play IMG, not too many people are going to take that on. Yeah. And, and they did. I mean, it's a good for me. I look at it this way: uh, you got to play a team that's that dominant. So it tells you when you go back to the draw. So now you can tell your guys, "Now look, we got work to do." Okay, if you want to be this good, this would it's like to be a top talent. This would like to be Division One. And so now you can you can you can pull off that every week now when you go. And that's why I think that's going to help those guys more than it's going to hurt them. Yeah, in my opinion. Oh yeah, clearly, clearly. And for those of you in uh, Twitterland out there that don't know that, uh, Daryl, tell them what year you played in the Big 33 game. Oh, 1994. <laughs> um, uh, Eric Caspera was with my uh, quarterback, um, and uh, Gary Slimmer was the head coach. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it, it was it was interesting because, uh, you know, he, he was a Wilson guy, and we had scrimmaged him the, the one year. and. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> you know, so. But, uh, I mean, it, it was a, a great – we had a great game plan going in. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get the win. Um, but, you know – You were playing Ohio back then. Yeah, we played you? Ohio. And uh, they had Orlando Pace, a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Curtis Enos was the running back. Oh, my so, God. So, uh, they had five guys off that team that started for Ohio State. You know, not I mean, we, we had some good guys too. But, you know, um, we just didn't make enough plays. Uh, so – but, I mean, it was a very good game. I think we had uh, – the year before, Ron Paul played in the game. He had uh, 18,000, and we played – we had 13. So, it was a pretty pretty big game. We played at Hershey Park. So, yeah. it was an unbelievable experience. Well, good. You said, you said the year before, Ron Paul has played in that game. Yes, sir. Uh, I remember watching that game and, and being at home as, you know. That year, uh, my junior year, we – they had set up – we thought we were going to be able to play – you know, get by Manhattan Central to play them because they were set up because the way we – we and where did you play high school again? Uh, Conestoga Valley. Okay. Yeah, Conestoga Valley. So um, that year, it was a big match because they thought that we were going to be able to get through to get to Berwick. Um, but we obviously we lost to Bayham Central in the district championship that year. They were an unbelievable team. But uh, Ron Paulus, I got a chance to play with him. <laughs> I just forgot about that. name dropper so. over yeah. there. <laughs> so I played with him also. Uh, great guy. Uh, unbelievable competitor. I remember that game, Billy. I think that was a game when it was like, the winds were like 50 miles per hour, and he was throwing like lasers into 50 mile per hour wind or something. I was there for that game. Yeah. And, wow. Uh, Miami's head coach, Dennis Erickson, was sitting right in front of us. They had just gotten off the plane. Right. And now they're from Miami, and they were the only guys in the stadium that had a tan. Right, 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 right. <laughs> they had just by time from the golf course of the game. They weren't prepared for the weather. They didn't have any jackets or coats, so people were loading them. Uh, Blankets and stuff like that. Right. And, uh, a lot of people thought Ron Paulus was going to go to Miami, and uh, he surprised everybody. Went to Notre Dame uh, his first year. He broke a few records out there. Uh, yeah. Daryl, I'm a Burrow guy, so uh, I know Ronnie Paulus very, very well. Right, wow. right, wow. right. Yeah, Man, all these, all these. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not worthy here. Oh, I mean, dropping all these names here, yeah, Ron Paulus, and you know, everything yeah, else. I was just, I was, I was just fortunate to to have great coaches and and, and be in a system and be in the right place at the right time type of deal. I mean, of course, I mean, I worked hard. I worked hard for everything I got. So, but I was just very fortunate. I, I, I never take it, I took it for granted. You know, uh, there was a story uh, when I graduated from high school, um, 
a lot of guys, you know, as seniors, you know, when, when that last game hits and you realize it's over and it's never, you'll never be able to play football again, that, that's, that's an overwhelming feeling. And, and I was fortunate I didn't have to feel that feeling, but there was some guys that I played with that did. And one of the gentlemen's dad had told my dad when he had seen him at the grocery store, I think I might have been going to my second year at Syracuse. And, and he told him how Rick, you know, uh, the guy cried like for, for the whole weekend. And he just, just knowing that it was over. And he said, uh, you know, I'll never be able to play football again. And, and, and he said, I was just looking at Daryl like, man, he's going to get to live his dream. And so when my dad told me that from that point on, I mean, I already worked hard. Right. But I worked hard for that dude because there's so many people that would have been have loved to have been doing what I'm doing. So I never took it. I have no regrets. You know, everything I did in the NFL, I, I can't say, well, if I would have did this, I have no regrets. So I'm able to move on. It was tough moving on, but I'm able to move on now saying I did everything I, I, I in my power to do it. So as I mentor and talk to these young men now, uh, young ladies, whether it's soccer, whatever sport they're playing, you got to put everything in there because when it's over, it's over. There's no going back. So I think that's some of the biggest things uh, as far as the mentoring aspect what these young men and women need to know. Yeah. I mean, we're so uh, fortunate to have guys like Daryl, guys like Billy, uh, guys like Joe. I mean, you know, historians yeah. and in this area, in this game, um, you know. So we really like it here at, at Pennsylvania Football News. I mean, uh, that's what it's all about. It's uh, taking a look at the, the players that we've got now, comparing it to the past, uh, making good analysis, and, uh, you know, trying to uh, obviously promote this game. And I think that everybody that, that um, you know, is involved not only in this show, but, uh, you know, my buddy Carrie, I mean, here on uh, Friday Night Live, I mean, we're here to promote this game uh, and promote these players, coaches, and communities. I mean, this is a community game. Uh, it isn't just the players out on the field, the level of support that's required of, of those players and these teams is is gigantic. Kerry knows that just as well as, as anything. I mean, your your son, uh, you know, bringing up your son to be a football player or whatever like that, I mean, the level of support as a, 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 of a parent is just enormous. No, it absolutely, it absolutely is, Bruce, and, you know, really is a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a family commitment, and, you know, you know my story. It's like, you know, for how many years now, it's been live games every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle, you know, and having a very uh, supportive wife. That, uh, right. And before that, it's co you know, well you're coaching, too. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing, too. Don't, uh, I mean, the, the level of commitment and, you know, sacrifice that, yeah. uh, you know, uh, goes on with that uh, related to the coaching and the playing and the mentoring and the training i mean it's just just enormous so it's great to promote this game uh, and we really like doing that here at pennsylvania football news so billy thanks a lot we really appreciate it and uh we're waiting for chris massey our uh, he's he's coming he's, our, I'm, I'm getting him i'm working I'm okay working yeah he's working the phones he's working the phones our buddy buddy joe there uh chris massey will be joining us he's our district four guy and uh chris works for the works with the williamsport sun gazette uh, he's going to be covering Muncie and South Williamsport this week. We're going to try and feature uh, each week one of our, uh, you know, district guys. Going to go District 4 this week. Uh, we've got, I know we got a couple of really good guys up there, District 11, District 2. And um, uh, we'll get out to the WPIAL. Uh, you know, they seem to be the, uh, you know, the, 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 the big one out there, the, the marquee. But we want to make sure that what, guys, don't. Don't overlook the center of the state, though, because, you know, I, I'm hard-pressed to call the Whippy old marquee anymore. That Mercer County up in District 10 is 
you're well, right. The guys we have in our, in our, in our yeah. ranking. Yeah. All right. Can you hear? Yep. We got okay, Chris, Chris Massey. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great. It's very nice to speak with you. Um, I've been kind of a fan from afar. Uh, thanks for being a part of uh, Pennsylvania Football News. Um, obviously, the District 4 guy for us. Uh, you're covering Muncie and South Williamsport um, this week. Why don't you give us yep. a little bit of update on the game? I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, South Williamsport is, has won every game in the series since 2011, but, but I think this is Muncie's best chance during that streak to beat them. I think they're pretty evenly matched. Muncie's got a really good defense. Uh, and South, and South is, is good, but uh, they're not, I think, as dominant as they have been in, in years past. They're, they're pretty young this year, so I think it's going to be a good battle. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, on some of the hot teams that you've got up there in District 4, which are some of the ones that you think are maybe overachieving and which are some of the ones that may be underachieving thus far? Yeah, I mean, from, from the thing is that area, I, I really, I, I do like the way South is playing because they had a lot of question marks coming in this season. They, they lost about 16, 17 starters. So, so they're doing well. Muncie's definitely an overachiever. That's, that's a team that I thought might be one and two at this point. Mm -hmm. I, I thought Warrior running to Wanda. Uh, might beat them in the first three weeks. And I think Sean Tetro there is doing a really good job with them. Uh, I think if you're looking at underachievers, uh, I, I, I think you got to put Williamsport in yeah. there. I think. Uh, well, that's what I was kind of alluding to is yeah. they were the yeah. you know the big marquee team, and uh, seems like they played everybody, but maybe not to the level that that they had hoped. Yeah, it's a team that, that, you know, I saw them in week one against Central Mountain, and they scored 62 points in the first half, and everything looked, their offense looked unstoppable. Their defense got gouged, and at that point I'm thinking, well, maybe Central Mountain's got a really good offense, but Central Mountain's been stymied in the last two games, and, and Port's just getting manhandled up front on both sides of the ball. So they, they've got all the skill players in the world, but, but until they can figure things out on the defensive side of the ball and up front on offense, it's looking like it could be a long season with some of the teams they have on their schedule. Yeah, they're getting into the meat of their schedule right now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they got a tough one with Hazleton on Friday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, and, and um, that's, uh, I think, uh, a very interesting, uh, you know, point that you make, uh, you know, regarding uh, Williamsport and just the way that they've got a schedule because they're such a big school and yeah. such a... You know, oh, a, a small class area. Yeah, and I mean, they're down, the, the roster size, they only have 38 kids on the roster, which wow. blows my mind. Wow. Uh, you know, my, to, to put them up against, you know, Montgomery is one of our small class A schools up here. They have 46 kids on the roster. So it's it's kind of it's kind of mind-boggling to, to think that that's, that's all the players that they have. And, and, it's, and it's hurting them big time because... They don't have much depth. They've got a lot of their headliners on offense have to play both ways. I think they're wearing down late in games. So I'm not saying that they can't turn things around, but, but they've they've got an uphill climb, that's for sure. Well, and then, uh, like I said, some of the teams that are, uh, you know, maybe not overachieving, but ones that you, you expect to be there at the end. Uh, who are some of those teams? Uh, you know, it goes without saying. I think Southern Columbia is going to, if they stay healthy, I don't think anybody's touching them until 
deep in the state tournament. Uh, I think Triple A up here looks really interesting because I, I think that's up for up in the air. Uh, there's there's a lot of different teams. I think Central Columbia is going to be really tough. I think Montrezville, even though they lost to Jersey Shore last week, it was that's a team that's going to be really good by the end of the year. I think a lot of those younger kids needed to be in a dogfight like they were yeah. in that game. Uh, Loyal Sock with Connor Watkins, the All-State quarterback, and yeah. Gerald Ross, an All-State wide receiver. I think if their line play gets better, the defense keeps improving, they're going to be a factor. So Danville's in the mix there. Uh, Lewis, I, I love Lewisburg's chances until, unfortunately, Dylan Farinato looks like he suffered a season-ending injury, so I think that changes their dynamic. But I think in that tri- that AAA tournament, it's looking, looking pretty loaded right now. And I think Class A was South and Muncie at 3-0 and Canton at 3-0. That, that could be pretty fun, too. Wow, interesting, interesting. Well, Chris, listen, uh, we have to make this more of a habit. Um, it's very interesting to... Uh, to get all of our reporters together, um, that's what this show is all about. It's about highlighting districts. And, uh, you know, we look forward to your reports, and thanks for checking in tonight, Chris. Hey, my pleasure. Anytime. Thank you very much. Yep, thank you. All right, we'll see you. All right. Well, moving on to, you know, some of the games that are going to be pretty hot. And, uh, you know, Chris talked uh, a little bit about what's going on there in District 4, but some of the big games and some of the ranked uh, teams that we've got thus far, uh, wow! It at Parkland just keeps uh, you know rolling through the big games. They've got Bethlehem Catholic uh, this week. That's one of these six A four A you know deals again, Daryl. It uh, seems to be a you know a toss up, but I really like the fact that these teams are playing up against some bigger competition. Right, and, and it kind of I think what they're doing. Um, so it's good for the four A teams because if they get that win, those points. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's not as good for the six A team, but what it is, what it's doing, because a lot of those kids, especially for the Catholic schools, they might be a Parkland kid, or they might be an right. Easton kid, or it might be a Freedom kid. So they're able to um, just because the classification doesn't mean the kid level, the level, the the, the athlete is is uh, down. So uh, that's going to be a tough game. So what what it helps prepare these teams for. Um, is the playoffs. So mm-hmm. they're, they're thinking about district playoffs. Sure. So need to be battle-tested. So you can't play um, easier games and then think that when you get to the, the district playoff or possibly the state playoffs, you're going to be ready to go. So Yeah, uh, and in the WPIAL, Penn Hills at Mars, they're undefeated, both teams. Uh, going to be a very interesting matchup. We like these, uh, these teams that really are kind of exceeding expectations, and I think uh, both of those teams – you know, might be doing that. And, uh, you know, up uh, in District 2 there, um, Scranton, Prep, and Valley View, uh, both undefeated. Um, that's going to be a knockdown drag out uh, up there as well. Yeah, I like Valley View there. Uh, like uh, Billy was saying on there, I just, I think they, they got a good team and they're rolling. Yeah. Um, East Stroudburg South. Post Stroudsburg. That's got to be a dogfight up there. Both teams undefeated, uh, bragging rights. Uh, you got to love those kind of games. I mean, that's right. what Pennsylvania high school football is all about. Right, and a lot of those kids probably know each other too, so it's going to be a lot of trash talking. So. Yeah, and I think Billy was telling me there's like 34 undefeated teams yet in like yeah. 5A or something yeah. like that. I mean, there's still going to be a lot of good matchups. Uh, some of the feature games that we've got here in District 3. Um, 
All right, I'm, I've officially latched on to Central York as my, as my uh, you know, York Adams team uh, this year. You always like those York Adams teams, man. We called you on that last year. You're, but Central York, they look good. They look really good. Uh, you know, um, and, you know, they got a, they've got a veteran quarterback. We talked about that. Kerry touched on that, you know, the, the value of a veteran quarterback, even though, uh, it kind of elevates the rest of the team. Uh, Cade Perbula over there, really a good guy. Um, going up against the perennial powerhouse over there, Red Lion. And, uh, boy, I, I, you know, it's hard for me to pick against Central York. I mean, I think that they've got Big Mo on their side. They're at home this week. I mean, what do you think, Daryl? Yeah, they're going to have that crowd behind them. Uh, they're playing very well. Uh, they got a great leader. I talked to a couple of the guys that played against him last week. They said, yeah, he's, he's the truth. He's legit. He's I think he's going to Delaware. I think yeah. he's committed to Delaware. Yeah, he's a very good quarterback. And then, um, you know, he has a younger brother coming up. Yeah, too. right. I think he threw the winning touchdown pass <laughs> to his brother, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. They, that was like uh, with, like, I don't know, a few seconds to go in the game. Right. right so, um, yeah, he's, a, he's an excellent player. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. So Red Lions going to be ready to go for that game, understanding what this means uh, with them having a second loss. And, and Century York will definitely be ready to go. Uh, another big game, quite honestly, this is a District 11, uh, District 3 uh, battle. Uh, two old rivals, uh, Blue Mountain, who's undefeated, uh, hosts Wyomissing. And, uh, wow, I mean, Wyomissing just went up, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago and lost at Pottsville. Um, and Blue Mountain, uh, boy, they've looked impressive thus far this year. Wyomissing, a good football team. I saw them actually last Saturday uh, pretty much dismantle um, Trinity. But, uh, boy, who do you like in that matchup? I think yeah. that's really interesting. It, that, that's going to be tough. Um, you know, I really like my guy over there, Max Heller, uh, Hurlman. Uh, very good. Um, but, you know, I, I, they're going to have to do probably throw the ball a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Blue Mountain's going to force them to throw the ball, and I think where that, that may be an issue uh, at, at some point. Um, I, I, I like Blue Mountain in that game just because of I think they're a little bit more battle-tested so far this year. Uh, I think they're going to be a little bit tougher than Trinity was. I, I was expecting yeah. that Trinity to be a lot tougher than they were. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, unfortunately, I like Blue Mountain in that game. But, um, I, 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 yeah, I think, I think I'll go with Blue Mountain in that game. Yeah. Uh, it's tough for me. I know how yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you have the you know, so guys, guys you, know, yeah. on it, you know that you know on the team or whatever like that. I really like Blue Mountain. Um, I think that they've, uh, you know, got a lot of, uh, of uh, power up front. Um, it's going to be interesting with, with why I'm missing because I think that they've got some really good skilled players over there. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, coming out of nowhere, well, really not out of nowhere, but um, back into the limelight, uh, Harrisburg hosts CD East. Now, Harrisburg has just dismantled the last two opponents that they've had. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't have, you know, the, the best guys. Uh, you're kind of nodding your head over there, Joe. What do you think about that one? Well, I mean, we knew coming into this year they didn't have necessarily the big names that everyone had been focusing on, but there was not a void of talent. They have a massive amount of talent, what they've been able to do in Harrisburg. So I think the thing that people are most interested in is this is the return of Kane Everson who moved to Harrisburg from CD East. CD East 
uh, whenever it was at CDEC, he was electric. You know, Wilson played him two years ago when he was a sophomore, and he was the highlight of their offense. To see him go from CDEC to Harrisburg, I'm sure there's a few people thinking about that <laughs> as the game comes around. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I, I was when I was doing my notes earlier. I wasn't sure even how to. There's a lot of things that are under the table that a lot of people don't know about unless you're up in that area that is going to be dealing with this game. Um, so they're going to go in, Harrisburg's going to go in a game understanding what this game means to uh, Kane Everson. Um, CD East, gonna, <laughs> they're going to go into the game knowing what it means to Kane Everson. So uh, it's not just about Kane Everson. They, like like just, uh, Joe just said, Harrisburg is an unbelievable team, very talented. Uh, CD will be up to, up to play. Uh, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be uh, a closer game than we think, mm-hmm. but I, I just I think at the end of the day, you know, Harrisburg may be overwhelming in that third and fourth quarter, but I, I just think it's going to start off. It's going to be a physical game. Hopefully, everyone keeps their head. Um, no one gets thrown out of game or anything like that. But I think it's going to be a very fiery, fired up game and very physical, especially <laughs> yeah. at the beginning. I uh, I mean, I favor Harrisburg in this game, but I I wouldn't overlook CDE. Oh CDE's yeah. CDE's played toe to toe with Manheim Township to open the right. season. Right. Exactly. You know, I was Manheim at that Township, game. you're looking. They beat Central Dolphin, so. Uh, CD East is not a pushover at one and two. Anyone from the mid ten, it can't be seen as a pushover. I, I like Harrisburg in this game, but they should, definitely shouldn't be overlooking what CD East can bring to oh, the table. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like I said, it's rare that you have a highlight game of a two and one and one and two team, but because of these backstories, yeah. it was impossible not to put it on, you know, the featured game list. Uh, one, I'll tell you what, State College and Carlisle. Uh, you know, I put that on because I felt, that, and I was at the Midpen Media Day, I really felt that Carlisle was going to be like the spoiler team this year, you know, in the Midpen. Um, they had a lot of guys coming back. Uh, right now they're 3-0. and um, I don't know. Uh, obviously, State College, uh, you know, they're playing at home. Uh, that's going to be, a, a, obviously, a very tough test for Carlisle. But uh, what do you think about that one, Daryl? Yeah, I'm thinking State College, too. But Carlisle, they have a new coaching staff over there. Uh, they're doing an excellent job. I think last year they had a, a very down year. Uh, they're doing a great job. Uh, I didn't know how quick this coach would be ready to turn around. I've heard a lot of things about him, uh, a lot of good things. And I, I didn't know if the turnaround would be this quick. Uh, but this will be a great test to see where they are. I think State College maybe might be a, might have a little bit too much, but I, I don't think they're going to go in there fearful. They're going to go in there prepared, but it just it just a matter it's going to come down to execution, and I think uh, State College gets the W. Joe, what do you think about that game? Uh, I, I mean, I don't disagree pretty much with anything that Daryl just said. I, I Carlisle is a little surprised to me this year, but looking back over the years, what they've been able to bring to the table. Uh, some of the guys they've had this uh, over the years, you know, pretty strong. Uh, a few years ago, I got to see, uh, was it uh, Billy Berger, I believe? Mm-hmm. Incredible quarterback. So, uh, you know, Carlisle, like Daryl said, a little bit of a down year last year, but they've certainly uh, kicked off this season on the right foot, starting out undefeated. And we'll definitely be able to find out more about them in this game against mm-hmm. State College because uh, the Little Lions are, you know, they're, where are they in our rankings this well, week? Yeah, they're definitely they're top the, 10. Yeah, really, oh, they're easy I mean, top 10. I think they might maybe be pushing top 5. So yeah. They're, they're well-respected around the state. And hey, if Carlisle can hang with them or even pull the upset, and more power to them, I don't think it's out of the uh, possibility 
Friday, Friday, but I, I do favor State College. But it, it's a great game, and I'm glad it's a feature one this week. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad. I, uh, like I said, uh, you know, I think I think very highly of State uh, State College, uh, but uh, Carlisle's going to give them a good game. That's for sure. Um, also, Altoona is hosting undefeated Chambersburg. Now, did we ever think three weeks into the season mm. we were going to say undefeated Chambersburg? Uh, you have to give uh, them an enormous amount of credit. Uh, considering the trials and tribulations that that program has been under. Right. Um, now, they've got a, a quite a lot. I think that's as far, about as far as you can go between two teams in one conference, I think, is maybe Altoona and Chambersburg. Yeah. Uh, so it's a pretty long road trip uh, for Chambersburg. But uh, I, I do like Altoona. I think that they're, you know, um, a really a top-flight uh, team. Uh, they picked a good year. To kind of move into the mid-pen, uh, what do you think about that one, Daryl? Yeah, the head coach out there at Altoona was uh, at Coachville Offensive Coordinator. Uh, I think I think that's where he was last year. Um, I mean, a couple years ago. But uh, he, he has a great offense out there. But, again, that conference out there that they're in is super, super tough. So, uh, but Chambersburg, uh, like we're saying, with the off-field stuff they had last year, and, you know, they, they struggled mightily. I think at one point they lost to Harrisburg. 80 to something or something like that. but It was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But, um, you know, your hats go off to Chambersburg. Um, but I think Chambersburg actually goes out there and they, they get a W. You know, they're, they're prepared. They, they, they're, um, their wills will be tested, and they, they have been tested over this last year. Uh, so the coach, has he'll have them prepared to go, and I think they'll go out there and be a, a somewhat of an upset because of the distance they're traveling. But uh, I'm, I'm going to take Chambersburg in this one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joe, any thoughts on that Altoona-Chambersburg game? No, I, I, I mean, the Chambersburg, that's such a surprise to me because I yeah. just remember following them over the last few years as I've, I've been with Wilson watching the district power rankings. Mm-hmm. And I know a few years back, I believe they started off really strong and they struggled, struggled in the second half. So I'd like to see if they're able to continue this momentum. Um, you know, I'd like to see the programs that aren't historically up there or at least have struggled of late. And you know, for them to uh, to get the win this week would be uh, would be great. I know Altoona, you know, I guess is technically back in the mid pen. Yeah, <laughs> they had left and now they're back. Yeah, so, it's weird. Uh, it's weird. Right. I know that's an. You know, I've talked to Eric Thomas about that in the yeah. past. Uh, the Central Dolphin Radio guys. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't know what to expect. I don't know a lot about Altoona and Chambersburg, but uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see a Seaberg. Uh, pull out the victory and get to 4-0, that, man, that would uh, cost quite the stir. Yeah, well, I, I love their facility over there. I got to do a, a, a state semifinal game over there a couple years ago. They have a wonderful facility. I'd like to be able to get over there maybe to do a Friday Night Live sometime, quite honestly, because it's a great facility. We wish them all the luck in the world this week. Um, that's about all I had for Fresh Set of Downs this week. Uh, this is all about you fans. We appreciate your comments. Uh, we've been seeing them kind of, you know, come up on the screen here. We do this on Twitter so we can get feedback from our viewers. Uh, we thank you very much for all of your time, uh, you know, watching this show. Uh, I believe, uh, you know, you can uh, catch us. Uh, is this going to be on YouTube uh, tonight? Yeah, we're on YouTube Live right now, plus uh, Facebook and Twitter. So you can, if, if there's social media that you have, you can find us and watch the show and rewatch the show and, uh, you know, send us tweets. 
send us emails and uh, you know let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, there's our unfortunately there's our Twitter handles. So, <laughs> but uh, no, good. You know, uh, the conversation goes on all week long, uh, not only during the show but every day of the week. We look forward to your comments. We appreciate your comments. We appreciate your input. And we thank you very much for uh, tuning in to Fresh Set of Downs. For Daryl Daniel, for Coach Jill Mays, I'm Bruce Badgley. Carrie Moyers kind of exited the building. We'll say goodbye for Carrie. We'll say goodbye until next Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Take care, everybody. The clock has run out on this episode of PAFootballNews.com's Fresh Set of Downs. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at PAFootballNews, at Batchley Bruce, at Double D Stokes 124, and at Coach Joe Mays. We'll return once again when those Friday night lights are ready to get switched back on.